weiß Bescheid. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the show this is the mental mastery alliance it is also the becoming free podcast episode number 13 for those of you that don't know we had a show my friend tony and i a couple years ago and they took it from us because we were talking either we were talking too much shit or we were talking too much truth i don't know 100 percent something to do with tom hanks but i'm not 100 percent sure anyhow this is also the 200th episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance. You guys have been with me for, some of you, the whole run. Uh, and to that, I say, man, thank you. Thank you for everything that, that you've been with us through and the growth that we've gone through, the topics that we've covered, the things that were important to us at one point, which aren't now. I mean, you guys sat through a lot of it and you helped and you initiated and you engaged. Um, I'm nothing, you know, I, I sit here without you guys. It's just, I'm just talking to a wall. Uh, so I'm super thankful and super grateful for all of you. And hopefully you guys get, entertained out of episode 200 uh hard to believe we're here but it still to me feels like we're just getting started uh, and like i said as well this is this is uh, episode 12 of the return of becoming the free you guys are about to get introduced to tony who you've met before numerous times uh he is a class act we also have a new host of becoming the free this is a mr bryant spencer he is a multi-millionaire, world-traveling, globe-head, living in every single city he possibly can. I could be making all that up. He's a solid dude, and he does travel a lot. Uh, guys, man, welcome to the show. Yeah, I love that introduction. Very sentimental. Very truthful about Brian Spencer. Here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're, you're muted out. I know you're trying to say something. Yeah, yeah, no, come out. on, come on. I was just going to say, you know, talk about fake news and all that kind of stuff. Don't believe what you hear, people. Definitely not even what you see. But thank you so much, Adam, for the welcome. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be a part of it, uh, especially the 200th episode that yeah. you mentioned. So this is exciting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, so I mean, you know, to, to be able to celebrate with you guys, I couldn't think of, you know, uh, well, I could think of a few better people I'd have on the show for the 200th, but we'll save that for the thousandth. We'll get you guys. We'll get, uh, we'll get, uh, We'll have a, we'll have a, I think we'll have a full panel for the thousandth episode. That could be who knows how long ago that is from now, anyhow. But before we started talking, we were talking about chaos. We were talking about all kinds of stuff. I mean, my last episode uh, on the Mental Mastery Alliance was all about sort of engaging your energy, your essence, uh, engaging with the world um, through through your eyes and through through your perception and through all of this, and how. There isn't any real truth to, to anything. Mm. Truthfully, there isn't any real truth to anything, which is such a weird statement. Um, but prior to us going live on this one, we were talking about Chicago. And I said, man, I wish we were recording that. But Brian, what were you talking about when I said, when I said the, just repeat kind of what you said with the same passion that you had into it last time and, and finding out that this is the, the, how it goes. Oh, sure. No problem. Uh, and just for a little bit of context, I 
mentioned that today I'm in Chicago and Adam said, Hey, I hear that they're uh, shooting people in Chicago. I was like, what? Really? I am so shocked. I've never heard of such a thing. And then it made me think about my journey to Chicago when I came here literally over 20 years ago. It was the year 2000. And they were celebrating the first time in decades having under 600 murders in a single year. I was like, wow, it sounds like a lot. And then it got down to under 300. And right around the time it got down to under 300, you start seeing uh, whether it's Spike Lee, Lee Daniels, whoever, Chirac, you know, Nick Cannon. Everyone's talking about the murder rate in Chicago. Like, oh, my God, it's the capital murder city of the world when it's st- statistically is not. And then you see people like uh, uh, Jimmy Iovine pumping along Keith Chief with that type of message and stuff. And so it was really disheartening, especially to see that those are prominent leaders I, I, in the. Um, I didn't see that one, Brian. What was he saying about Keith? Oh, no, he, he just look, he was the uh, producer, promoter, distributor. Excuse me. I think uh, Jimmy Iovine is over the distributing company, whatever uh, mm-hmm. record label uh, Keith Chief is on. And to see that, you know, a city like Chicago, such a iconic city uh, across the world, and look at the people that were kind of controlling that narrative, taking that thing around, and heavy. which should be something to celebrate, and it's a declining issue, and then they're trying to all of a sudden bring it back in the news. And now heavily, you see Trump. Heavily exploited. That's a heavily, heavily exploited. Exploited, beautiful city. Yeah, and, and now you see it coming through from, you know, the attack on the city from whether it's the right or the left, where like, hey, we need to have tanks in Chicago. We need to look at places like this. When if you literally look at the episodes of Martial First Law. 48. They're talking Martial they're Law. They're talking about Martial Law. You look at episodes of First 48. The crime is in these poor other cities in the South, Memphis, Birmingham, Alabama, Central Florida, et cetera. So it was just to see, um, like I said, how people take things and kind of control the narrative. And I think it's mostly money motivated. And then like I said, to have question, people Brian, like Spike Lee doing that, which is very disheartening. Most of those cities you mentioned, are those Democratic run cities, would you say? Um, well, if you talk about places in the South, those are all red states. Mm. So for the most part, okay. I'm not sure that I don't think politics has pretty much anything to do with this. It's just. But do you think those the smaller states, do you think mm-hmm. those smaller little states look at states in New York and West side of Chicago, South side of Chicago, uh-huh. do you think they look at those states and kind of portray how they want to be like their lifestyle, how they want to be? No reason. No, I, I, go ahead. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Um, I went to St. Kitts a couple of years ago. Okay. And it was a smaller area, but it's so funny. Like in the hood, I didn't know I was going to walk through the hood first off. <laughs> so my ears, man, it was crazy. But in the hood, is they're really trying to portray the Western, they're really trying culture to portray lifestyle. Western mm-hmm. culture in their, mm-hmm. you know, their thugness, their the rap, the hip hop, yeah. like they just really fall along with their vibe. And those, those cultures, you know, the, the New York, the Philly, the Chicago, mm-hmm. those heavily, you know, armed cities, those cultures are the ones that's, that they're looking at. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not political. I don't want to get the political, political. I wouldn't know if it was, if it was I, those I, cultures. I I'd I'd want to lean more into it being like it's what they're being shown on the television. It's whatever the media wants them to show. Exploitation. I mean, we're hearing things. It's funny because in Canada, like like we like it, when when Canada has its like twelfth murder of the year, all of Canada, like it's on the news every single time that there's somebody murdered in Canada, it makes the news. You know, as per the understanding that we have of of what they say. You know, so you guys are talking about three hundred, you know, three six to three hundred in uh, in in a year in Chicago alone. In Canada, they let us. They 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 lead us to believe that there's only like 18 murders. Period. 
in yeah. the whole country. We've also in heard a- things about Chicago, like, and 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 so many people have denounced it, but we've you've heard things from people in Chicago that live in Chicago that have seen this shit happen, where a random crate of guns will mysteriously appear oh, yeah. in right. the city. No, no question. In an alley. <laughs> yeah, in an alleyway. Yeah, it's like, I mean, what the fuck? in Chicago, you can't own a gun, but everyone has a has a gun. It got some heavy. They, listen, they got heavy artillery, bro. Yeah, so it is. It's sure enough. You get. You can think about it in the air. I'm like, nah, that ain't no AK on the way. You can think about it like the crack epidemic, uh, epidemic, excuse me, that, you know, Rick Ross, not the rapper, was talking about like, hey, how did this stuff get into South Central? You know, those kind of things. So uh, just, just to get back on something real quick, I think you're right, uh, Tony and Adam, about people emulate cultures that are outside of the U.S. But when I was talking about the Southern State, those are U.S. cities. They have their own culture. They have their own vibe. They're not necessarily trying to emulate what they're hearing on TV. You don't or what think they so? see from Chicago, this and that. Come on. No, I live down you there. No, you move Alabama, bro. No, no, no. You move your own way. Listen, most of this stuff bro, comes listen, out of. I get you. If you I no, get you. No, no, no. It's, it's, I beg you're different. Nah. Bro, nah, I guess nah, you're going to listen to the music. You can tell me about different. some stuff in China and Japan and our, and our, but these little states, Mississippi, Alabama. Bro, Ooh. I'm telling you. No way. I'm telling her to come. I'm. I'm not I'm not saying it's like I know everything. I mean, I hear it come out of their mouth. I mean, <laughs> I am telling you that a lot of things in any place, whether it's the west side, south side of Chicago or Naperville, Illinois or the south, a lot of the way people move is out of necessity. So what I was getting to when you think about these areas and mm-hmm. seeing what they're uh, it's economically driven. You talk about impoverished areas. If you listen to No Limit and Master P or Cash Money and all the things they talk about, they're not talking about stuff that happens right. in I Chicago. I understand that concept. Yeah, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about from the violence standpoint. I'm not talking about the poverty standpoint. I'm talking about their actions. I'm talking about. No. <clears throat> yeah, listen. Okay, listen. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm agreeing with you from what they're saying about it's a, it's a thing of poverty. It's a thing of. <clears throat> They're being put in that position. They're they're a product of their environment. I'm agreeing with that. I'm talking about in the way they portray, the way hip hop portrays hip hop portrays violence and okay mm-hmm. or whatever. It's it's a yeah. it's a stigma. And I'm saying yeah. from those bigger cities, that's where a lot of them get it from. You know, and, and to agree with you on that, and that's what I was talking about when I talk about Chief Keith and the Jimmy Iovine and then what happened in Chicago toward that back half of uh, the, the first decade of the 2000, you know, 2000, 2010, is that they started marketing that is what I was getting to. I did fast forward that and they started making it more things you saw on TV. Like I said, you're blatantly talking about a Chirac. And now instead of it being something that was held in the community that was, you know, you know, you do your thing with the people that are in that group you're now actually promoting it and advertising so yeah tony I, 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 from that standpoint i definitely think that there is a culture thing that they have taken out of these cities glamorized them or highlighted them if nothing else and then there are other places that see that and then they take their strife and try to emulate it or do like oh hey here's what they're talking about oh here's what it looks like there let's do that then also let's, let's not be you know i think that influence also is in those big cities where they start change behaviors and then when you have those uh, folks that may migrate, call it the gang culture, when it migrates through across the country and across the world, they take that mentality with them. So, yeah, I could I could I, I, I agree with what you're saying about the influence that some of these uh, things have on society because of how they're being promoted. And I did fast forward across uh, through that. 
Um, but yes, and that's what I was getting at. What was so disheartening was that they were taking something that's a very serious thing that the city and the people in the communities have worked very hard to reduce over decades. If you go back in the 70s, Chicago murder rate was over, it was like 900 to 1,000 every year. And now you're getting it down to 300 and all of a sudden it becomes news. Where were you back then? Why are you talking about the bad now instead of celebrating? Like, hey, keep it going. Let's keep decreasing it. Let's reduce the gun violence. Nope. What do we do because we're America? We make it a thing to change a narrative, to get views, likes, watches, views, not watches like you wear, but maybe that too, um, that now can start having a different dialogue about something that should have been a good thing and it turned into a, a negative. In my Another opinion. thing so, that I see with that too is, is, is that if they start saying that, you know, like you said, it's making the news and it's almost, it's a bad thing that we're at 300. There are people like you who know that it was 600, who know that it was 12 and, and, and higher. Right. And so when they say it's a bad thing, these are, these are a collective of people that may be like, well, we've tried, you know, we've tried and, and, and we're only at 300. So let's just keep going back to the way things were. Let's just not be as tight, you know? And if, if the goal, if the end goal by the people that are pushing the narrative is to sort of, is, is to be population control, you know, division is one of the biggest ways to do it. And then division, when you don't know any better, uh, like you said, some people find the culture and they carry it with them. Anyone that's trying to get out of that life, um, that, that, that moves across country or what have you, they'll take their ideologies with them. They'll take, they'll take certain things with them and they'll hold them true until they see a different way, a consistent and repetitive different way. Um, so certainly I think that things would get sort of watered down uh, as you move out. But I mean, we're talking about crazy things. We're talking about the media literally doing what it can to make sure that we stay in a certain, a certain mindset, a certain frame of, of uh, mayhem, ridiculousness. I mean, I saw yesterday or today at some point, bloody Ben Stiller, who nobody cares about, was quote unquote over in Ukraine, uh, hanging out with Zelensky, talking about, I don't know what they were going to do in an active war zone. He's doing a photo shoot. Ben Stiller, the actor? Ben Stiller, the comedian. Yeah, that nobody cares about, right? All of a sudden, he's over there. When I say nobody cares about it, I mean, like, like Hollywood's dying. Hollywood is, is, it's not, it isn't what it used to be. Why would I give two shits what Ben Stiller has to say? Right now, somebody could easily say, well, why would I give two shits what you have to say? Well, you wouldn't. But I'll tell you this. If I was a proper activist and if I was in full-on belief of what was going on in everything and I said to myself, I want to make a difference, I want to help, and I had the power and ability to sit down with Zelensky or whatever the story goes, I wouldn't need it on television. I would quietly try to do whatever I had to do. This, that they made it a photo op makes, you know, just makes it absurd. Like that you too... Not only did they push that album on you guys on the Apple phones way back in the day, they showed up in Ukraine and decided to put a concert on. Like what is, what is, what is legitimately happening right now? And this is the narrative. This is the thing that, that, that's, that's being pushed on all of us. And, and the interesting thing is I think the more chaotic that it gets pushed, the more that people do start to wake up. So the idea that every single person has been tricked into gun violence and been tricked into being territorial and being egoic driven Right. As opposed to, you know, theoretically, we could all work together and we could all achieve, you know, an end goal. It's egoic that says, I need to have all of this. It's been it's been bricked into us way too early on that says that that scarcity is the thing. Right. But in, in true fashion, if abundance was the thing, we would all kind of change. So a low vibration, a low fear of uh, uh, a negative thing that 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 we have the ability to control or concede or see or do or be. Um, when, when, when you think that the world is one way, you're going to act a certain way. And that world is being shown to us through the black box. 
And it's deception, in my opinion, from, from the get-go. I had to get that in there because that, that was probably the longest I've ever gone on my own show without saying a, a single word. But it was, it was good. You guys are on fire. I'm sitting here just watching. I'm like, okay, this is great. This is fantastic. No, it definitely was great dialogue. Um, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, getting back to that thing with Chicago, with the Nick Canyon and the Spike Lee, you know, making that movie. It was just like, it was so disheartening. I didn't even watch it. You know, I don't, did you watch it? Or? I did not watch it. Uh, I did try watching just the, the first thing. And then I couldn't make it 10 minutes into it, not because of the content. It was just a bad movie. It was some type of maybe musical, something like Grease, but then with my, it was it was just not good at all. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a joke. And that was like 10 minutes in. It was, I, I mean. Grease is a joke, but it seemed like it's. <laughs> you know, again, I think they could have done so much more with it. I don't want to spend too much time, but, you know, for those folks who have spent a lot of time in Chicago and this and that, you know that that was not a great, uh, n- nowhere near a depiction uh, of the city, and, but yet it did its job. I remember when I went to New England and I was in Rhode Island and I would tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to Chicago. It's like, oh my God, Chicago is dangerous. It, it, aren't they killing people out there? I'm like, people get killed every day right here in this little state of Rhode Island. I go to this town, Onlyville, and there's somebody that's going to get killed. You don't seem to be fearful. And I just say, yeah, yeah that, you can't let that stop you from moving. Now, you do have some rules about how you move. And my main rule is don't be where you're not supposed to be when you're not supposed to be there. You'd probably be okay. If you're somewhere you're not supposed to be when you're not supposed to be there, you've increased your likelihood of not having a good outcome in that situation because you're not from there. You don't know how to move how those people move. That's a great way of putting it. Then there's people like me who would barge in with a camera crew. What's going on in here? Yeah, oh, you're, 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 you're good. White <laughs> <laughs> people. What are y'all doing? What are y'all up to? Look, <laughs> and that is so so uh, sad to say when you really think about it, because of how the laws are structured, they actually have a more fear of you, Adam, showing up with a camera yeah. crew. Or they, say, hey, they won't do anything come, to you. Come buy some uh some packs. Yeah. <laughs> Versus this guy us, knows but, something. This guy well, wouldn't be here if he didn't know right. something. Because yeah. <laughs> well, because the penalty is much more severe if something happens to you versus me in that neighborhood. Value so, proposition is different. And we know that. <laughs> so <laughs> that, yeah, that's weird actually. Now that you say that, like I, I joked earlier, but I'm like, that's true. I mean, oh. there would be blowback if something happened to to me. Big time. Especially with the camera crew. <laughs> but then so again he, if everyone traveled with a camera crew there'd be a lot more safer people well you know texas believe that's true with uh the gun laws if everybody had a gun nobody would use it i believe in that 100 percent. i 100 percent believe that if everybody had a gun everybody would be safe because you know what is that's that's the thing you know it's not too many carjackings i hear about out here no carjacking because they know you ain't packing you know and, mm-hmm. the, and the thing about it out here a 60-year-old lady that's sweet as pie will pull that, that, 40, that, yeah. that Glock 40 on your ass. There's a one in four chance you're getting shot if you try to take somebody's car. So no. why take that risk? I think, but anywhere I mean, else, you just take ed- it. Nobody's ed- going to do anything. I think education is needed, though. I think I do think people need gun understanding and you know the, the reason behind it. I think uh, you know different classes of you know, getting your concealment carry permit i think that's a good idea i i think everything needs understanding not just it's, it's not no black or white area it's a, it's a very gray area you know very gray area that 
you know, but at the same time, you know, we got the right to bear arms. I yeah. mean, that's, that's no question. That's, we shouldn't have to talk nothing else about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, and the people that will defend that will be like, well, when when that was written into the Constitution, the, the arms that they were talking about was a caliber that you had to load and pop and lock and all that shit. And, but, but, the, but the truth is, I mean, if we if we really stood back and if we really understood the way I look at this, the way, if we really truly understood that that you, me, them, they, that nobody's nobody's after anybody else, right? The the illusion that they are is per, is perpetuated by somebody else. I mean, this is just a statement, not a factual statement by any means, but certainly one that circles the ethos. When I say this, every single mass shooting that's taken place on American soil. Every single one of them in recent years, what have you, every single one that we're all aware of, I should say, uh, there is a conspiracy that links back to it being an inside job. Every last one of them, mm-hmm. whether that's true or not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to die on that grave or die on that hill. Mm-hmm. If you're going to die on a grave, that'd be a great place to die. Like you're done. That's it. Like you don't have to move the body too. I'm dying on this grave. <laughs> but uh, you know, for me, I'm like, th- there's a likelihood. I've seen some weird shit that, that, that coincides with mass shootings. I've seen some some weird shit, right? And everybody that's kind of looked into it has seen some weird shit. So, you know, do you know, do we do we still get angry at them or do we say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, and this is what this is kind of like a revolutionary thing. Like when you want to talk about revolution, when you want to talk about making a change, I don't I don't want to sit back and say, like, we gotta storm the the whatever, because like June 6th was, in my opinion, also a show, you know, but Sorry, January 6th. June 6th is, was the other day. There's nothing going on June 6th. <laughs> but uh, January 6th, that's not true. June 6th is my niece's birthday and my buddy Jason. So happy birthday to you bastards. Um, <laughs> January 6th was... I worked that in there pretty good. Huh? Uh, January 6th was a, um, uh, was a... Was fake. I mean, it had to have been fake. There's no way it couldn't have been fake. I mean, th- that guy was standing there screaming at the top of his lungs with, a, with moose antlers on his head. Like, like, what are you doing? You know, a water buffalo or whatever the hell. It was all photo op shit, right? So when 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 we can sort of look at this news and we look at this media and we can say that the, there's somebody up there saying that these two people are fighting each other, then you're going to want to defend that narrative and that stance. But when you look at it and say, I don't think that that's true. And knowing that there is no revolt, there's no one thing that we can do to overthrow them because any one action will make us all look bad, regardless, even if it was real, the January 6th thing. But what we can do is systematically denounce the strings that are attached to us things like imagine just for starters imagine the entire all of north america canada and the united states every single citizen decided that when their driver's license expires that's the end of it they're not going to renew it i'm not going to i'm not going to allow you to i'm I'm just like like all of us like all of humanity what's that you should start a hashtag yeah right it'll it'll go well until it gets shut down there's not much i can do on instagram anymore anyway so um, but you know, that's the thing. Like if that were, if that were a possibility, then that's a very silent revolt. And it says, I don't, I don't agree with your driver's license policies anymore. And it changes the way that, that, that people function. Everything. Okay. Like what's going on back there? I'm freaking out myself. <laughs> no, so, you just keep looking like, behind you. I'm like, somebody's coming up I, on this guy. I, I, I thought I had my VR headset on. I was in the metaverse. You know, he's looking behind me to see what the hell's back there. So the sorry about that. What's going on? <laughs> coming in today, man. But yeah, so so I want to talk about that VR thing in a second too. But um, and yours comes tomorrow, right, Tony? Actually, today it should be here this evening. Oh shit! 
So imagine that we all just decided that, you know, systematically, none of us are going to get our driver's license back. It changes the way that they have to function. And then we decide that we're not going to get this and we're not going to get that. And we're not going to renew. We're just simply not going to renew. We're not going to renew what they want us to renew. We're not going to let these be strings on us. That's revolution. That's change. And there are people that are so enamored in the system that they're like, no, if you do that, then who, who can do this? And I have to defend this and that. And this works for us. And the government paid for our roads. I mean, I get, oh, it. I, mean, I, I, I get it. You know, I get it. It's, it takes a lot for the average layman to come to these type of understandings. You know, it's just they're heavily inundated to, you know, to obey, heavily inundated to like they work so hard for, you know, um, to get to the point they are, whatever job position or like their their title. And they don't want to they won't dare buck the system because it's. They got too which much is, value. Is, 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 which follows in suit. Everything you own eventually owns you. And because of all the things you have, you're now still a permanent slave to that system. Man, Having no fear is a beautiful way to live. Absolutely. You know, that's a great word you guys use, the system. You know, we don't really understand that from birth, at least I'm speaking North America, you're part of a system. You're, you're born into taught, it. Yeah. You're born into it. You're taught it. You live it. And then, like you said, Tony, it's hard to get out of that. And people don't understand that, no, you're part of a system and a process. And it's like a lot of things are on autopilot, like the little simplest things you do. Like you mm-hmm. say, to buck the system, you're like, you'll say to yourself, this is crazy. It makes no sense. Why am I doing it? Yet you'll go ahead and Yet do there it. you are doing it. Right. Why am I standing in line for this dumb thing as you're standing in line for that dumb thing? You know, yeah, you're, we're in a hypnotic state, you know, very, very much hypnotic state being programmed on the regular, you know, even, even the more with social media now and this. You know, so it's just you got to find some time to be subjective to the person that they normally are. You know, like they got to go down uncharted road and turn around and look and see like, hey, this how I've been acting. This the this the life I've chosen to live. These the friends I've chosen to hang out with. This the religion I chose to believe. And this is the you know, this the way I chose to to think and and understand that those are just that that was just who you were you can be somebody different you can stop right now and just say we're done with that you can do that and that shit that blows people away yeah and and, you know like i said that programming there are little cues that they give us out there that we abide by Mm. think about the cueing of a line they set up a nylon rope you know no more than a millimeter thick and you don't cross it or you actually stay in that line and start hurting hurting as a group but you automatically know Mm. Like what that line represents and means. That's what they say. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Don't cross it. You actually aren't going to cross it because you've been programmed that that's a line. <laughs> you don't cross it. Bro, during no. COVID, there was no lines. They didn't even use the rope. They just put stickers on the floor. Follow these. Follow <laughs> these true. patterns. Yeah. We, we're standing <laughs> yeah, on the like, stick and they're like six feet apart. I'm looking yeah. like, that's not what even six you feet. Yet I'm standing on this damn bubble. What the hell I'm safe over here. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. safe. <laughs> I do what the government tells me to do. Fiddle D. But think about it. It's it's actually really, it's kind of funny that like every single time we like we mock a stupid person, it's always a Southern accent. No offense to you Southern people. That drawl is sexy. Man, I love Southern people. They're the coolest. But give me You're Southern people now. I mean, I'm a little bit of everything. But (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, get back to what you're saying, though. Like we laugh at that type of stuff. But man, these people are really mind. Their mental is really locked in. You know, it's, yeah. they don't see no way out, you know, and now you, you're getting all this, you get this war thrown at you and all this, 
all this other shit, you know, it's just, you know, I didn't even know about the stuff you were just saying about Ukraine, uh, Adam. I didn't even know that stuff was going on. I just stopped following it altogether. But that's interesting that they will have a comedian. It's like, what do you got a comedian out there for? Yeah. You know, what do you. Why? It may, it, you know, and I tell you honestly, you sent that Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, no, Brian, he sent another. Oh, you seen it. <laughs> the, when he said it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <really like. laughs> but you know what? I got to thinking, though. It's right. It's like, man, they, they pushing it out there. They, they're controlling our, they know what to do to control our emotions and. You can take that Bieber, that Bieber shot, and you can pass it through a filter. You know, photo editing. When you pass it through a filter, you see what, what's been edited into the filter. And like a crisp shot has its own thing. It's got its own lighting meter. It's got everything. An edited video shot, any way you cut it, slice it, do it anyway. If there's any layer on anything on that, it shows up. So you run a Bieber face through a, through a filter, and you're going to see exactly where they CGI'd it. Yeah, stuff. Listen, I don't, yeah. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. You know, so I it's like, and that, and that, that's one of those things that pissed off a lot of people when I said that shit too, because I've said it publicly. I said, you know, like the, the, when it comes to the narrative, I said all of the COVID numbers were a lie and, and the, like the COVID deaths, all of that, all of those numbers were a lie and the vaccine dangers, those were all a lie too. And people are like, you can't state that you, you can't stand on both sides of the fence. I'm like, well, division was the result of both statements and the same news media is pushing them out there. So whether, whether you Google vaccine deaths or you Google COVID deaths, you're going to get a list, right? There was another one that I remember I, we, did, we did this like a couple, a couple years back and it was, it was on the old show. And I said, if you punch in 642 deaths or whatever, 642 Nebraska COVID, it would always come back. There was an article that had the exact number. No matter how many times you did it, there was an article that had the exact number, hmm. which to the point it made to me say, there's no possible way that they've done an article with all these numbers. It's that Google itself is creating results as you Google them. So anything that you think that you're doing, even if you think that you're doing your own research, if you're using the tools they gave you to hunt the information down, that's still them playing the manipulation game. Mm. But the only way you're going to get any true answers is by taking all the information you could possibly get from all of the sources and merging it into your head. Yeah. Right. And even then you're not right. So stop trying to be right. Just live your life. Justin Bieber's face does not affect me one way or the other. I would never have bought concert tickets to this man's show. Does that make me a bad person? No. I Does not make me a Ben like, Stiller fan either. I like some of uh, Justin's songs. Anyway, hey, do you guys hear about the about the extradite uh, Julian Assange to U.S.? No, I didn't. Hear about that? How'd they get him? You say how'd they get him? They, I think he's he's been over in the U.K. They just was going to make the decision whether not to extradite him or not. What is it? It's solemn. What is it? I forget what it's called. Insight. I don't know what he was... But anyway, it's just it's crazy that you know they're getting ready to uh, charge him with espionage, and he is the one that revealed what you know all these organizations with the three letters been doing to us, mm-hmm. you know, to our privacy or whatever, or into future things to come. Yeah. Well, see, that's another, that's another, that's a great topic to bring up and to, and to discuss because Julian, he's, did I ever send you that thing? I, I must have years ago, the, um, where he's, uh, Julian Assange is Donald Trump's uncle, the time traveler. I think so. I sent you, it was an overlay. You saw the photos overlaid on each other. 
Well, they're the same. Uh, they're the same person. Well, Donald Trump didn't uh, act like his uncle. He didn't let him free. He let Kodak Black free instead. <laughs> <laughs> and Lil Wayne. <laughs> like what the fuck? Free Lil Wayne? What was Lil Wayne in for? I don't know. He was going to go to jail for something. He was about huh. to go to jail for something. Yeah, and then uh, he's got uh, he got whatever that is. What is it called, Brian? Um, I'm not sure. I remember he had to remove his teeth. That's all I remember about Little Wayne in prison. Teeth. Had, his teeth were too gold <laughs> to go into prison. No, I guess Trump had the option to free a couple of individuals. Yeah, a presidential pardon, right? Yeah, that. And I guess for money, he pardoned Lil Wayne. Pardoned, like, you know, why, it's like, why you didn't pardon Julian Assad? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or James Snowden. Yeah, right. Or sorry, Edward Snowden. Edward Who's James Snowden? I don't even know who that is. Some Brother. guy. Hey, James, you're all right too, buddy, whoever you are. <laughs> but uh, Ed, Edward Snowden, right? That was, a, that was a weird thing. Why didn't Trump take those swings, right? So, I mean, that's, that's, there that's, are so many. That's so that, that's, that's really one of my big issues with the guy. That was that there. I don't understand. It's like, I don't know. It wasn't in his best interest. Mm. He couldn't benefit from it. They weren't going to give him think, money. I, I, th- I think he would have benefited. He freed Julian Assange. He would have massively benefited from that yeah. in the in the in the public eye. Yeah, but right. if he's supposed to be QAnon, oh right. shit, am I going to get in trouble for putting that out there? Oh, like, if he's supposed on, to be QAnon, you know, <laughs> right? I'm not putting that in the title. That's not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Censorship galore. Right, like man, let's change this conversation. Look, I was gonna say, 200 episode died on the vine. Yeah, boom! <laughs> Put it up there. It just gets it just gets pulled out. It's like so 199 to 201. Ah, man. Uh, that's funny because I am at 200. I'm technically at 200, but the episodes that that are showing, I think I'm at like 194. Because when we lost BTF the first time, I lost uh, Spotify pulled episodes and and certain things got pulled from me on on episodic on an episodic level. So I, I pulled some down and I, I also didn't want to risk like after we lost the whole thing, I didn't want to risk the mental mastery lines being shut down. So I took one or two down myself that were like aggressive. Cause I remember shopping around the seed and I, I, I don't even remember what the name of the company was, but I reached out to it. And I'm glad I don't remember cause I don't want to put anyone on blast, but I reached out to it and I said, you know, I had an issue with the idea, the idea, these are the, some of the topics that we go over. And the guy said, we don't want your podcast. We don't want to host your podcast. So I was like, holy shit. I'm like that you can make that choice is, is also terrifying. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I, I'm a hundred percent all for free speech. Uh, and I, and I, but I'm not saying, you know, like you should have a, a white supremacist podcast where you just, you know, make plans to hurt people like that's bullshit. Right. Um, but you should be able to kind of say what you want to say, obviously within reason. Um, but, but more so than, than, than the leniency that they've been given us. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are starting a podcast, I'm going to plug one of our sponsors right here. It's not really a sponsor. It's just a, it's just a be back. But uh, Blueberry, use it, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. <laughs> a long-ass thing. Blueberry, Blueberry Podcast. And Lisbon, I've heard, is good, too. There's a link, though. You get, you get a deal if you head over to, uh, to our website, mentalmasteryalliance.com, and you want to host your podcast, blueberry.com is where you want to go. These guys, all, these, guys, these guys have been phenomenal. When I've ever had an issue with them, I've sent them an email. For the BTF podcast, we were having an issue getting on um, um, Apple iTunes. So I, I talked to them. He goes, no, you got to do this, this, and this, go through it this way. Like the guy took the time. Every time I reach out to Blueberry, I feel like I'm, I'm hitting some guy up in his basement. Like he's just replying to emails. Hmm. They're that personal. So 
there's a huge plug for blueberry hosting on the podcast. I don't even know what we were talking about anymore. I'm just so excited to have everybody here. <laughs> Episode 200. It's a good time. We have, there's a few things I want to talk about. We're going to see if we can get the conscious beard man from the Instagram on the show. He did say call. So if anything, we've just name dropped him. He's a good guy. He's all over the place, but mm-hmm. uh, we may give him a call in a bit. He has yet to reply to me, even though I told him we were doing this. Um, and man, leave that guy alone, man. <laughs> he said, let's go. I can, I can read the conversation to you, this guy. And I, I just wanted to get him on the show. I just want, he this, might just be waiting for you to call. He's like, I told you to call. I don't need to reply. No, that's a thing too. I've seen I think that's where you're at right now. If he told you to call now, I agree. Just call him. But he hasn't checked it. So I'm talking to him on the WhatsApp, right? Let's give him a call. Let's just see what happens. Start voice call. Beam. What are you using? The international phone? No, no, I'm calling him with WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. He ain't. <laughs> these beeps are going to be in the show. I'm going to have to edit these beeps. Out. <laughs> but I probably won't edit them out because we've been talking for a while. I may not be able to find them. But if you hear me talking about beeps, ladies and gentlemen, there's no beeps. Just know that I edited them out for you. Yeah, that's it. We tried. I was going to talk a little bit about um, everybody's sort of focused on their own thing right now. <laughs> I threw the, I threw the vibe know. off the energy. Too many damn uh, I want to talk about um, two things. We are tech savvy. We talk about a few things over on the BTF podcast because this is a show that is spiritual. It's environmental. It's fucking everything we want to talk about. We put it on there and it's going to be huge. So again, guys, if you, if you've, been listening to this show and you want more Tony, you know, Tony, you've always loved his shows. We got 12 episodes now and we're doing it every week. We're doing our best to stay on tune on top of that. Um, and you're going to be able to connect with us. We're going to have some videos up there. It's going to be a lot of fun, lots of work going into a lot of things behind the scenes. So there's going to be a lot of really good shit coming down the, down the pipe. And especially now that we've got Brian with us, this guy is an absolute next level. He's a master. He has all kinds of skills and uh, sorry, I keep doing that. Uh, okay. seems, like, seems like a good I, guy. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I know you have a fascination with me. I'm starting to think you might love me here a little bit. You know, well, we until, went over until that. I say something they, uh, kick me. We went over that. Here. You know, you're a close second, but it's definitely Tony. He comes in first. Have you heard oh, that voice? It. Come on. You know what? He he almost got me. <laughs> I had a laugh. It's a hundred odd degrees up here today, and like with the humidity and everything like that. And I'm in the garage trying to get a workout, and I'm like, I'm dying. And then I come inside and I see this special weather bulletin with regards to like the air quality. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake! No wonder I couldn't lift anything up. Still exhausted from it. it. Says 100 degrees out there now, huh? Roughly with the Humidex, it says it's pushing 30, uh, 38 up here. Maybe. Yeah, speaking of that, happy summer solstice. Today is summer, first day of summer. Hey, that's all right. Happy 200th all episode right. on the first day of summer. I didn't plan that, but I'll take it. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. This won't, this on the Mental Mastery Alliance, this one won't go live until Friday. So everybody's recorded on summer solstice. So something recorded on summer solstice. So all of you who follow both shows, uh, I'm sorry to have let you down because you're getting the preview on BTF. It's coming out first. Uh, <laughs> and there are a few of that follow both shows. And I thank you for that as well. We have some, we have a really good Canadian audience. I'm interested to see those interested to see those matrix, those metrics for that, those insights for that. We're still building them up. So there's not really much to show, but uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I know we're just, when it gets there, yeah. when it gets, when it, when it starts, when it starts populating a few places. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I can get you, the, I can get you the logins. I'm pretty sure you can log into it. Yeah, or you could just screenshot them. Yeah, that works. Yeah, but. So you're sitting there. Here's, here's a go. Here's a, here's a topic you have, you played with the roadcaster. This is a thing that I absolutely love. 
to anyone starting their podcast and working on their podcast, there are so many tools out there that you can acquire that make your job easier. Um, Tony picked up the, uh, the roadcaster. He finally got it after, after so long, he finally picked up the roadcaster. And then literally the next day there was an announcement of the road too, which was perfectly timely. <laughs> so you, did you get the opportunity to return it? Like you made the window, right? Oh man, I made the window. I didn't even think I was going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> This one came in Friday, June 17th. I shipped the other one back June 18th, the next day. So perfect. But man, it was a mean learning curve. It's definitely different. It's it's, it's CPU based. So, you know, Wi-Fi. Uh, I mean, this this thing is stunning. It takes a lot lot longer to boot up. You know, with the other role, it's just you're on. Turn it on, you're there. This yeah. one CPU is just but it's worth that little time it takes to you know, to boot up. So once it boot up, just leave it on. I'm really, exactly. I'm right. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. I just turned mine off because it's too many lights, but I'm, I'm excited to get, to get into play with it too, because you do a lot of your own music, you know? And interestingly that the iTunes thing was like, they asked us, they're like, are you, do you have any third party things out there that you don't have the rights to? Like I had to answer these questions with regards to iTunes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you and I made a point of saying, no, this is a hundred percent us. Like you produce the intro um, and you know, it, it may change. It probably will. We'll, we'll work on it. We're going to produce the outro. It'll be your girlfriend probably. Um, yeah. Outro yeah. chatting. And then, so like, we're not, we don't have to do any of that, but you, you play. So this, this thing is like, it's built for that. Have you played with it with regards to, you know, getting some other sounds in there? Oh yeah. Speaking of that, I got, which one was oh, sound effects. I was, I was waiting for this. Here comes the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put that one in there, but yeah, no, man, it's got some great, it's got some great effects, but for some reason, it's not, it's not coming through right now. But only the other sound effects, only the the buttons, like, but you know, it's probably my error. It's probably something I'm doing wrong. So, like, it's a major learning curve. Be, be prepared to learn, like. I, you know what? I've thought about it. I, I had it sitting in my cart and what was it? It was like $1,100 up here. And I had just picked up the Mavic mini three. So that's like, I'm on pre-order for that. So that's coming. And I'm really excited. Oh, for you that. Got it, huh? Yeah. It's, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cinematic. That What is that? 4k? Yeah. Full 4k. And it's got eyes all over it. So it's, it's not going to crash into things. It's got full track mode. It's got absolutely all the stuff that you want in a full size drone. Yeah. 249 grand. Yes. But you're going to turn it off. That The tracking. Unless you follow, unless it's following you, you're not gonna use that because it's gonna, it's gonna be beeping every, you know. You just take your time. You, the only reason I would use the tracking is to follow people on motorcycles. Yeah, follow like your that, yeah. those shots. I've got a few friends that I want to get trailed out and and use some of that footage. Um, you get a couple guys on dirt bikes flying down the road, you know, with uh, on mm-hmm. one wheel type of thing. I just want to play with that. Uh, I also want to be able to use the 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 drone footage to get me working the drone. So like. I got the second controller, oh, right? So now I'll be you doing got, oh, you got the pro controller, right? Yeah, I'll be dueling drones. So yeah. that'll be kind of fun. Is that the is that the smart controller? Or so okay, so you sent me one. You sent me a cool one that was like um I didn't have anything that it would work with. And the one that I got works specifically with the Mavic 3, okay. but it's not as good as the one that you've got. It's the, I think the one that you've got is like the 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 balls to the yeah, wall. Was, yeah, yeah. That one goes with everything. Everything above a uh, uh, Air Two, yeah, Air Two S and the Three and all that. But man, that thing what do you fly? Awesome. What do you fly primarily now? 
the Air 2S. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I've been editing. I've been editing a lot of drone shots, man. I got a lot of beautiful drones. Even with the, the Mavic Mini, I got some nice 2K drone shots. It's just, you know, when you go back and, you know, you look through that old SD card, it's like, man, I really took that. It's just yeah. so amazing. Man, I, but I tell you what is amazing is that 2.8, that uh, 70 to 200, I mean, 70, yeah, 200 millimeter, 2.8. That thing. Oh. Um, oh. I Here's the thing. I thought it would see, I thought it would look further. I didn't know. I thought it would be much further, but it's good enough. But the thing is just so amazing. I mean, the, the autofocus on, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Because we were looking at that stuff and because my algorithm just picked up on that, we were talking about it. I had to, I had to then pay attention to Canon. And I did, you know, for the sake of like, that's what, that's what you shoot with. That's your family. And I, I looked around and I'm like, Man, I'm so confused. You've got EFs and RFs. You've got, you've got 7200s on multiple levels. Like you've got a 7200 that's worth $800 and then a 7200 that's worth $2,500. I'm like, and, and, and it's like, I'm looking at the F2s and it, like, it doesn't even make too much sense to me. Like I, the Canon learning curve, the Canon system to me is like, so next level. I wouldn't even understand it completely. Mm. Um, but you know, what you're getting from what I've seen with that one is, yeah, the, the reach isn't great, but you're, you know, you've got massive depth of field in that when you do focus in on something and you're going to get a really, really crisp shot for sure. And for those of you wondering why I'm not saying a lot here, you know, when you have basic math skills and you accidentally <laughs> sit in that calculus class, you're like, what the? That, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I have those basic math skills listening to a calculus professor in the hey, rest man, of the class you, talk about all their the findings and discoveries. She's so, you know, no, no, keep it going. I love it. I love, I love learning what I can't understand. Well, it's, so it's the like thing. In that, a, it's like sitting in a foreign language class with oh, no sure. translation. So, so and I love then, it. I love, <laughs> but it's not just you. It's not just you at all. Like that was like half the audience is like, what the fuck is going on now? I don't even, we were talking about some sort of something in Justin Bieber's face. And now we're talking about camera gear, but, but that's no, the gist of it, man. That's what happens. That's, that's how exciting these, these podcasts exactly. are. And it's whatever. good to have this type of kind of, cause you know, it gets to see the range and the depth that, uh, and stop taking everything so seriously. Stuff. Everyone's like, oh, we've yeah. got to do this and we've got to do that. No, nah, man, you can take some pictures of birds too, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah, have some fun with it. I got a Baltimore exactly. Oreo on my hat, for Christ's sakes. That's how I do yeah, it. Yeah, I peeped that. <laughs> so, and it's the old school Orioles hat too, eh? Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to find this one. This guy's just a fan. <laughs> no. What kind of hat you got on, Dave Brown? I know it's MIT last year. Oh, no, this is a um, golf hat. Oh. <laughs> uh, MT, Matthew Travis. Yes, that's it. Um, you've been golfing. Yeah, you been golfing lately? I have not. I haven't golfed since. I haven't been out to the driving range since April of 2019. And if you're wondering how I know or remember That's that date, yeah, it's because um, you know, I <laughs> messed up my knee uh, at a driving range, swinging a golf club. People are like how? That's like a week to go out. You know, name been the same since. Mm-hmm. I've been the same since. So you know, and been out much. Do you walk with swagger now? Oh, with a limp, <laughs> if that's swagger <laughs> or gimp, I should say. Yeah. Just, just throw it back, don't you? Yeah, that's right. What happened to your leg? I golf, motherfucker. That's right. You know, <laughs> you don't understand this. <laughs> you know, oh, you what, you're afraid to swing now? Uh, yes, I am. Sure. You know, I'm afraid. You know, just like afraid of walking down the street in Chicago. What, what do you, you think? That? think Chicago's bad. <laughs> that driving range is a bitch. <laughs> you know, don't go out there half cop. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're on a Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode right now. <laughs> that driving range gonna fuck you up. <laughs> so, what do you think? You just planted your your feet too? 
Yeah, yeah, quick, make it quick. I was uh, it was cold, didn't stretch, knew I had a trouble knee, didn't brace up, and then I was uh, hitting off of a mat with cleats on instead of grass. Mm. And when I rotated, the cleats got caught in the carpet or the mat, and there was not much give. Um, so my foot stayed planted, and my rest of my body and knee went the other way. And so it was so, already a so, damaged so that, knee anyway. So long story short, yeah. you were golfing over forty, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you know, way over forty. Golf. <laughs> you know, and I found out I'm not that good at that. That was a VR experience. I went into a mini golf room and I couldn't put for shit. I'm like, what the? F- Come on. Did man. you do? Did you do mini golf on the? I haven't done it I, yet. I, I did. I did. VR, I did mini Oculus. golf. Yeah, not bad. The craziest thing was like instead of like a mini golf course, so you got you know railings, obstacles, etc. Mm. I kept trying to walk downstairs and lean back on a railing that wasn't there. So you know how <laughs> that ended. That would explain the the head contusions. Exactly. The, uh, I get lost in space. And yeah. Anybody listening to the show, if you guys have an Oculus, um, email us, send us your, uh, your um, handle. I don't know. So we can, we can log in because the idea here is there's a lot of things that we can do in the Oculus and there's a lot of teachings and we want to really get in there and we want to start doing some sort of programs inside the Oculus. We're going to do a lot of work um, in and within the Oculus with regards to the metaverse, i.e. earning. So we're going to be teaching on a lot of that stuff as we grow and as we learn. Uh, and we're also going to do like classrooms. Like there's so many things in there that you can do virtual seminars, virtual webinars. We're going to do virtual mm-hmm. podcasts. We're going to do roundtables. Uh, we're going to want to engage with people. We're going to want to record these things as well. And we're going to be able to sort of integrate all of that into the show. That's over at the BTF, um, uh, the, the BTF podcast. Uh, and you can find that show too, the BTF podcast at the real BTF podcast.com because there's a few other ones that we found out about afterwards because they took becoming the free from us. They, we just, that name is burned all over the place because mm-hmm. of Tom Hanks. So um it's the real btf podcast.com if you haven't found it i will link it in this description as well so you guys can come over and check it out yeah i got i got a guy reworking on the or reworking on the logo too so we're going to change that around you don't, you don't like it i was i was okay with it, it, it i also it, turned it, it into have the real in there you don't have the real it's just have the btf podcast so. oh that's right and then we you know brian brian just got on so we gotta you know but it was never it was never a BTF with Tony and Adam. It was always yeah. just the BTF. We were and, never important. And don't worry about me. You know, I'm just here until you guys kick me off. So don't don't think about, <laughs> don't think about just me here being until I'm asked to leave. Two, yeah, for the 200 episode of a uh, uh, BTF. You know. <laughs> oh, you'll be here for that. You know, it's it, I I I firmly believe that. You know, there's a lot of stuff. I want to get Amber. Amber, if you're listening, hey, how's it going? Uh, I want to get Amber back on the show. She's got some. Uh, some stuff that she can talk about. She there was there's revelations. Things have progressed in the, since the last time she was on the show with regards oh, to her story. Cool. That's episode four or five. Got, you guys can check. I it got, out. I, got a, I got a cannabis historian that wants to that I want to get on. I like that guy. And then uh, a real estate broker I want to get on there too. So, but a couple of others I'm kind of you know just waiting. So, but. Yeah, there's a lot of there's like you uh, you've promised Finn Balor, so eventually we're gonna get the WWE promise. star. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna bug. I'm gonna bug Finn like you bugging. <laughs> Don't hey, put words in my mouth. I promise nothing. You no, know I figure he 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 posts he uh posts a lot of my posts in the story, so I figure next time you do some of that, I'll reach out. But other than that, I don't I don't like reaching out to people DMs because I don't like no. them doing it to me. Actually, speaking, <laughs> I, speaking I take of- that back. I take that back. I don't mind doing it to me. It's just, you know, because I get a lot of, actually, I get a lot of encouragement from my DMs because, you know, waking up to people, you know, 
very suicidal and yeah, you know, needed some hope. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just encouraging. Like I wake up to that, looking at that. You know, you wake up to a lot of other negativity too. Do you still negativity? But dude, like I, I remember when I remember when we were first talking about this. Like negativity was absolutely everywhere. But I made that switch on my on my account where if, if you're not following me, you can't comment. Did you change yours to do that as well? Mm, I did. I changed mine to do that a long time ago. Yeah, they and yeah. they pissed. They 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 be all in the DMs like change your perception and open up your comments. And I yeah, just no. get them and crack up. Sometimes I just sometimes I just open it up and just send laughing faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing too. The, the one of the biggest problems with having an open an open forum like that, or not open forum, but but if you don't follow me and you can comment, then you're gonna get so much spam. And spam in the comments is so annoying. I don't need that in my shared space. I only got so much energy. I don't, I don't need yeah. that type of energy. I, you know, I don't. Why why I, be analytical with that type of energy? It's out there. It's, it exists, but I don't have to put it in my space. No, and plus you're 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 at over. You know, you're close to a million now. Of and and these people that want to shit on you are hilarious. Like, why, why, why would I, you know, but they expect everybody to see these things over 1.5 million. So you have 1.5 million. I mean, Oh no, no. And yeah, sorry. In total. uh, I mean, with herbs and yeah. Alchemic and geek. I I, I had a laugh. I had a laugh the other day. I don't know how I, I found out, but I was like, Hey, wait a minute. Fucking Tony's not even following me on Instagram anymore. Man, you know I had to separate from you, man. I know. I look at this shit. I'm like, I'm so fucking hot on Instagram that I, I lost my best goddamn like, Instagram know, friend. He's like, I want nothing to like, do with oh, this shit. shit. <laughs> like, well, we go. He know I'm his friend. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not mad about it at all. But like, it makes sense. Like, you've got a business over there, and there was a lot of people that were like, like when the algorithm dipped and when the numbers went away. Like, I officially had my very first post that went over ten thousand uh, views. Uh, so I was like, Hey, that's kind of cool. That's never happened to me before. So even though the yeah. algorithms changed and I'm um, shadow banned yet again, there was another one that hit me. They, they, they said they pulled something because of some copyright music. There was a, something I posted in, in 2020 or 2021 about something. And they're like, we're taking it down because in that, that thing that you posted, there was a song by somebody that I'd never even heard of. So I'm, I'm still on, like you made the right move. <laughs> Just cutting the dead weight. <laughs> but I noticed that I'm like, that son of a bitch. I'm like, you know, I love him. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Homies for life. I um uh, I still I still give credit, man. When credit where credit is due. I know I'm a smaller account in that sense, but like some of the shit that you put out there, and you're also you're promoting aspects of change, which is a really, really solid account. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's the good stuff. You don't have to worry about me talking about it on the podcast. There's no there's no intertwining in that sense. It's not like a it's not like an Instagram sensor is listening to the show right now, going ah we got another one. <laughs> it feels like that some days though. It really does, man. What's that? That what what, what part? It, just that Instagram is like it's like no, like it's like Instagram is like it's almost it almost feels personal. I know it's not. I know it's just an algorithm, and I know that if I change up my material and if I change up my stance and if I if I sort of give the best version of me that it's kind of irrelevant, but I have a laugh that sometimes, you know, I'll put something up there and, and just because of the system alone, like you'll get 42 engagements, me. And then on the other one, you'll get 10,000. Like there's no rhyme or reason anymore to Mm. the chaos that I put in there. 
Mm-hmm. So now I just have fun with it. You know, it's not necessarily a business for me anymore. I used to think that I needed it, but I don't. Now I just have fun with it and I just sort of create and yeah, actually, all kinds of weird shit up there. Oh, that's what I do. I, I haven't made, I haven't made money. You know, I've been turning money down. Like, you know, just trying to change it up. I think I told Brian about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't post psychics anymore, even though a psychic was good money. But, you know, I'm, now I'm just restructuring it. You know, uh, got other couple of things just going to be coming out, just slowly putting things out, you know, that we're mm-hmm. creating. So going in a whole different tone with it. So, it's, you know, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I, I enjoy it because, um, shit, you know, the encouragement factor, you know, it encourages me sometimes. Sometimes I look at my shit like, oh, that's, I post that. All right, good. Let me take that on myself. You know, but, yeah. I had that, I had that conversation earlier today and you know, a lot of your stuff, your stuff, for example, let's say if we're just talking about you, a lot of your stuff is unique. In other words, you, you invented it, you created the meme and a lot of your stuff is borrowed as in like everybody else that does memes. And, I and just the interesting, change it around a little bit. And, but the interesting thing about that is when you, you know, when you're re, when you're re, when you're sharing, you're in a spot where you're like, you know, what do I resonate with? What do I like? So you're out there and you're literally living in the environment when you're looking for, you're looking for the memes to share. So you're looking for encouraging memes and you'll, you'll look through a thousand of them. They're like, man, that's great. But you know, not, um, not, you know, not perfect, but you have to live in that ethos. You have to live in that environment to create these things and to share these things. And I, I really like that. So to me, the Instagram account and being as positive as we are on there and you know, it's still funny. It's still jokes. It's still everything to me. Like my whole personality now sits inside the mental mastery Alliance on Instagram. And, and I'm really happy with that. Where before I, I, when I was younger, I had to like post what I thought they wanted me to post. Right. And that was when the algorithm loved me. And then I sort of started changing. And, and then the, the more I kind of really did change the, the, the happier I was. So I've been stuck at 37,000 uh, followers for about just like just over a year. And the, the interesting thing about that with me is you hit 40,000 one time, right? Oh, I've, I've lost quite a bit. Yeah. I think the highest I got to was 41 and then they, then they, they kiboshed me big time. They dropped it right down to, they're like, it's just all of them. It's just systematically like no matter how many followers I get, even the algorithm, it's like, you've got this, this, and this, my numbers just keep dropping, but I've stayed in the 37,000 mark for just over a year. So whether I'm up or down, whatever it is, I mean, it seems peculiar, but the interesting thing is 37 is one of my all time favorite and lucky numbers. So if I'm going to get stuck anywhere, I'm really happy be stuck there <laughs> to be stuck at 37. Yeah. It's better than 38 and it's better than 36 to me. I'm like, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Cause I'm getting my message out. There's interaction galore on the account now and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's nice to be able to do that, to have that fun. And I'm actually really excited to see what you're going to create too, because you've been a trendsetter in a lot of things. Like you've led the way and you, your own creativity has come out a lot when it comes to how you're going to utilize earning from, from the, from an Instagram account. It's a simple app that we were all able to download once upon a time, you know, and what you did with it, how you were able to utilize it is pretty impressive. Mm, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, very much, very much. So that story gets a little deeper, you know, I was just talking to this guy, a few, this guy a few years ago, he was talking about uh, car washes and laundromats. You know, so, <laughs> those are the we'll those say, are like the kings of making money, though. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. say those for another more, day. Much more tedious, though. <laughs> hey, you know that's funny you say that, Brian. I was just looking up a looking at a, a old car wash, like those self self oh, yeah, yeah. Car wash. yeah. 
And mm-hmm. I just seen one out here that I was thinking about uh, putting a bid on, <laughs> redoing. Hey. Those things make some good change, man. I mean, it's just they do. You just put it up there and just you know the equipment and just let it let it work. You know? Yep. Get a landscaper to come in there, and I guess you got to go collect the money. That's probably about. It's, it's all digital now. Yeah, people are just tapping their cards now. Yeah, I see that a lot now too, man. Uh, a lot of places not accepting cash. How y'all feel about that? <laughs> it's it's illegal <laughs> to not take my money. Right. But honestly, it's been a long time since I've ever cared about cash. I don't I don't care. I I I used to be. I was the guy that had a wad of cash in my pocket. Now it's just a pain in the ass. Like I don't have that anymore. Yeah, I just keep you know, I just keep a couple dollars for tips. I'm not. So I never really cared a lot of cash. So this works perfectly for me to have people to not have to carry cash. It's so, so funny before this whole digital currency and credit cards, et cetera. I used to get annoyed when I'm in a grocery store and someone's writing a check. Oh, I'm like, oh my Wait a minute. God. I said golfing over 40. Are you, were you golfing over 60? Like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> cutting checks in the grocery store. It wasn't me. I was watching it happen in front of me. I'm like, you know, it's almost to the point, like, I'll just pay it. Just go. Like, right. You know, I, and I have to be respectful and wait. Because of the system I was brought in, and you can't just shove an old lady or an old guy out of the way because <laughs> it's taking too long writing a check. I, I'm surprised that, upon any, that any store that I'm surprised any store that even um, held them. Like oh, that yeah. they would accept checks. I'm pretty sure you know it. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still tender currency. Uh, they call legal tender. Uh, legal speaking tender, of ten, uh, currency, I know you guys have uh, places to be because we got a late start and we had technical issues at the beginning. Oh, cool. um, this is. I wanted to ask you though, before we go, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about cryptocurrency and I said to her, I'm not worried about it. I've, I've bucked the trends. I've watched the trends. I've watched this thing spike, come down, spike, come down. I've said, we're sitting in a position right now where it's not a buy point now. Uh, and there's still, it still has to fall a little bit, but the next spike in crypto is going to be through the goddamn roof. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, oh, I'm too worried about it. I'm like, that's cool. You can be worried about it. But I know that you're a finance guy. And I wanted to get your mm-hmm. your take on um, sort of what the crypto market, like what you see with the crypto market and how you think it's going to correlate with yeah. regards to um, like the fiat system, because we're looking at inflation, right? Yeah. So a $40,000 investment is not even, you know, if we're, if we're carrying around bags of money to buy a loaf of bread, 40 grand ain't 40 grand. And right. in crypto, crypto is based right now primarily on, on the dollar. It's like the, the yep. value of, of crypto is, is a ton of the dollar. Mm-hmm. But eventually one crypto is going to be one crypto, sort of whatever coin or token yeah. that you're in and the agreed upon value to it. Do you have a take on that or what do you think on that? Well, I, I do. I've, I've um, watched crypto or blockchain for a very long time in Tony and I have good conversations about it. He always thought I was, or I gave the impression that I was anti-crypto. And I wasn't anti-crypto. It was just, I was thinking about the currency as a whole saying, hey, do you pick one? Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever it is. I'm actually a fan of the concept of crypto, but I think the problem that we're going to have since we've been brought up in a system is that in order for it to get widely accepted or really move the needle, it's going to have to become regulated. It's going to have to be regulated by some governing body, which defeat the purpose of why it was invented in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I follow more of the things of what blockchain allows you to do. And far as validation, this and that, you know, NFTs are um, on blockchain right now. And so I kind of look at the market in a whole. And I agree that crypto is here to stay it is going to be but i think it's going to become another type of currency whether you're looking at a yen 
peso, euro, or pound, you're going to then have crypto. And all these things are going to be accepted more than likely at many of the same places. And, and therefore, so I think it will be here. It's nothing wrong with investing it. It's just like you invest in gold, silver, et cetera. Uh, the question becomes, do you hedge your bet on one to be there? But the system of cryptocurrency, again, I think you can look at that as almost like how the credit cards are. You know, you have your Visa and MasterCard, which the system is run off of, but then you have all the other versions of it. Mm-hmm. And that product is still around. So I don't think it'll go anywhere. I definitely know or believe, like you said, Adam, after, you know, the first wave is kind of, it's went up, it's gone down, you know, the market's going to bring it down again. It needs to, it actually needs to come down so more people can get into it. But the next wave of it, when that happens, there are going to be so many people who are used to hearing it and adopting it. And it's showing up in other things that are using digital currency. I think it's part of a, I think if you're on Cash App now, you can pay people with Bitcoin or something mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. So it's going to become more common. And then when it hits mass market or mass appeal, that's when you see that explosion. Yeah. And so you want to be on the front end of it, which would be coming out of recession. And like anything, when things go down, you know, they go in that peak, I mean, that valley, they start to come back up in that peak and they actually get larger than they were before the dip. Yeah. So this is going to do the same thing. It's going to be bigger than it was before. That's Yeah, that's, that's a great analogy. I'm really glad that we squeaked that in there. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited for I'm excited for the holdings. Like, you know, I, I know that it's like this 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 past dip, like it fuck. I look at my my, my portfolio, I'm like, oh, can oh, I afford man. lunch tomorrow? You know, and it's Dude, just like crazy. Yeah, it was a hit. But you know, at the same time, I'm like, I'm not I'm not reinvesting and I pulled out some. So you know, I'm I am i am not upset yeah. about it. I am not I'm not out. I'm not out of pocket, right? It, and that's it, man. You know, you know, you gotta be in these things, uh speaking just more technical and finance, you got to be in it for the long haul. You know, yeah. one of the things that you can look at people and say, oh, I'm in Robin Hood. I'm investing. I'm doing this and I'm day trading. No, you're gambling. Like an investment is something you put there and you let it grow and you right. try to get it to grow. You make moves, but when you're hopping in and out, you're kind of like at the roulette table, you know, so to speak, if you're looking at it that way. If you're truly investing, you're studying, you're taking the information, you're putting it there, and you prepare yourself for the lows. And keep in mind, people, when things are going down, it's okay to buy. Yeah. Things always going to go up. It's actually cheaper. You can buy more. And then you're just waiting for it to come back. So that's why it's more of a journey. So what you're hoping or hedging that you don't pick something that's going to crash or currency that where there's hyperinflation, and then your money's not going to be worth anything. I don't which think is, that is the case with crypto. Which is exactly what happened to me because I was <laughs> I was heavily invested in Luna when she. So, so uh, you don't think Luna is coming back at all? No, I uh, I made my. What are you gonna do? I got two hundred thousand of them now, and <laughs> oh, hey. I don't even care anymore. I, like whatever, I, I'll just cut that. As, I'll you just, know, just gotta chalk keep, that shit up, you know. So you know, that it, that was a uh, turn it into an NFT and that hurt. It. Boy, howdy, that hurt. Yeehaw. Um, but you know, as far as the rest of the market goes, like that was a, that was a total fluke, a total one-off and, and I, and I got bit, you know, and I wasn't being greedy. I just, I wasn't paying attention. What it set me up for was understanding that, 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 uh, stop losses must be put in place. Absolutely. And a volatile new market got to have the yeah. stop loss. You got it, to. Then that, that market, you, you never know, man. It was just, you know, things were promised like the white sheets and, you know, you read all this different stuff and you. I mean, that's just how it is. You're really just building a new company, like investing in a new company. You know, that's, that's all it really is. And, and if that company performs, you know, yeah. or. If, you know, you can play it safe. You can get in on the early end, like the new company, like you said, it's a new company. And then whatever money you put in, take that investment out. And then you're just playing the rest of what house money, whatever you made, you, yeah. you know, and that's um, you can protect the downside. Right. <laughs> 
Well, that's just me, it. Like for me, for Luna, like that, basically it was all house money, but I lost everything. That was like over a year and a half's worth of growth. That <laughs> is just <laughs> like, get you. So you might have my problem. I don't look at it enough uh, to like, yeah, I'll be, you know, think it'd be crashing and I'm just not checking it. And then I did. Well, I checked it. I'm like, well, that's, that's bullshit. I'm like, I looked at it when it went down and when it got cut in half in like 24 hours, I'm like, I should buy more. Well, that's, there's no reason it wouldn't have, in my opinion. And then obviously all the other shit that came out, you're like, holy Christ. But I mean, all of the markets everywhere, you, you know, you look at this stuff and you're like, man, when Reddit got together, and they said, mm-hmm. we're going to buy this. And we drove up these stocks like Reddit, yeah. goddamn yeah. website, right? Yeah. Then the stock market shut them down. Yes. And the funny thing about that is if, if people really understood what a hedge fund was, it's just a Reddit <laughs> that that's not going to get shut down. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. The crazy so thing all, I had of the, all of everything is, is, is already working against you, no matter what it is. Yeah. And right. what people don't know, it was those hedge fund managers that told them to stop trading, shut it down. They were yeah. Pissed. Uh-huh. Yeah, they Robin stopped hit. the day. The day was done. Yeah, it was yeah. done. And the NYC just stopped. They stopped the day. And the guy got on the news. You probably can't find this clip out there anymore. You can't just have people out there making this stuff up and driving the market up for the oh, price of this or that. You, that's just crazy. This right. is a billionaire hedge fund guy telling you not to do exactly what he does. <laughs> what he does. That's what he does. does. <laughs> it's because he had a short end on it. And so, you know, and then we all accepted that. And I, I'm getting passionate here because, you know, talking about being sheep or sleep or whatever you want to call it. We just accepted that and let it ride. Uh-huh. The system should have collapsed in because all the shit they told you, you can see right now is market manipulation. And it's fucking bullshit. Oh, like you say you create something for you to bypass and then they put a stop gap in it for you because it's not working the way they want it to work. Yep. Robin Hood's whole premise was to let people like me invest freely. Mm hmm. And, and they saw what happened within, within days. Yeah. They're like, we can't let a bunch of Reddit people ruin this for us. And I'll tell you this, even right. in the system. <laughs> yeah. Even in the system, when this, when this, when the recession gets even further down, they're going to throw back and blame the unpredictability of COVID and those dastardly bastards on Reddit for screwing the system up yep. yeah. or for shining a light on the rats. And, and they're going to say that. And if you start looking at their portfolios, look how many billionaires are going to be made out of that. Yeah. Look oh, yeah. how many more they're going to show up or millionaires that whatever you're following. Just One of the best pieces of advice with regards to trading I was ever given was take a look at whatever BlackRock's doing and just copy trade them. Just mm-hmm. copy trade yep. BlackRock. That's simple. Madness. But ladies and gentlemen, um, I, we got to cut this one out. We got to cut this one down. So I will say again, um, head over to therealbtfpodcast.com. That's a website. And there's our shows on there as well. You, that show is also available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And this show is available right here. And you've been listening to it for at least 200 episodes. So, hey, we're doing all right on, on all those fronts. But guys, man, um, thank you for a very impromptu. Let's get this out. I was like, let's do, let's do a simulcast. Let's, let's cross promote the two of them. And My hopefully it, you know, it helps all of our numbers grow. My Oculus just came in. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, we would see now we have to sign off, but now I have to I have to wait for you to go go to the door and get the thing. <laughs> no, they left it in a Lux box downstairs. Yeah. Uh, oh, all the way downstairs. I can wait. I can wait. Yeah, you know, you gotta um. <laughs> Let's yeah. get in there and play some poker tonight, boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy rooms in there. I've uh, still trying to master getting into these rooms and stuff like that. So I got one teed up that I'm supposed to go in, and I'll see what happens. Have so you checked out PokerStars VR? I haven't. I have it. I haven't gone um, 
Yeah. Until I just downloaded it. Uh, There's a bunch of weird yes, people last there. night. Yeah. So <laughs> we can talk about this in a minute. Um, yes. Did you guys want to say anything? No. No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.